And bonjour all you gardening cats and caters. Welcome to Gardening with Cisco on May 4th. So we made it to May, and now it's actually feeling like spring out there for a change. Oh, la, la. Hey, right away, I want to introduce the guests that I'm having on the show. One of my best friends, Nita Joe Roundtree. Hey, local garden speaker, author, you name it, you do it. Good, beautiful day, Cisco. Thank you uh-huh. for having me on your show. Hey, it's great to have you on. Now, before we start talking, I do want to uh, tell people a few things, say hi to who I spoke to. So first of all, I got to tell everybody, you better go to my website to see the newest member of my family. Oh, too cute. Uh, uh, and I love the name. Oh, little George. So uh, we brought him home yesterday. Just yesterday? Yeah, seven and a half weeks old. Oh, dinky as can be. Too cute. And uh, Izzy weighs 45 pounds, and we were terrified. I just, you know, walking in the house, I thought, oh, my God. Izzy's going to eat this guy, you know. She was so gentle. She tried to play Aww. with him and everything. Aww. And the picture, they're sleeping together already. Oh, too cute. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Oh. Last time I looked, little George was chewing on Izzy's ears. Oh, <laughs> It's really sweet. So it makes me really proud of Izzy because she is such a lovable, gentle thing, you know. So That's great. Good yeah. news. Yeah, because I remember when I brought uh, Ruby home when I had Fred. Fred thought Ruby was a play toy. was dragging her around by her <laughs> leg. and <laughs> was terrible. <laughs> so this is way better, even though it's like Mary got up three times last night to take her out, take him oh, out. And, uh, but tonight's my turn. Oh, good. So I'll be getting up three times tonight oh, to my. take him out and let him do his thing outside. And, oh. oh, geez. It's a lot of work having a puppy, but... Yeah. Uh, Oh, I want to meet little George. Oh, yeah, you'll meet him soon. I'm sure of that. He is so cute. His little tail never stops. (laughs) (laughs) So, and it's nice to give Izzy a friend, too, you know. Yeah. uh, She'll love that. She is a player, so these two are going to have fun. That's wonderful. Oh, I'm really happy. So, hey, I also uh, want to say hi to everyone I saw at the Nisqually Home and Garden Show. That was really a lot of fun. Nice big crowd, and uh, no one stumped me. Cause, no one. Which is lucky because I, you know, I used to throw Brussels sprouts at people and stump <laughs> me, but now I throw beets. They fly way farther. <laughs> so. <laughs> but thanks, all you folks that came. I really had a good time there. And I, all right, now I. I gotta, before I tell where I'm gonna be speaking this week, which is, goes on for hours, I will say that I'm gonna be at, uh, New Day. I'll be on New Day on King 5 at 11 o'clock Monday. And, uh, Ed Hume and I are having a competition. Who could do the best Mother's Day pot? Oh, that'll be fun. Oh, this is gonna be fun. So I think we've done three competitions now on TV. And someone asked me, uh, so who's ahead? It's always a tie, which is really good. <laughs> but, Ed, I'm going to whop the tweedle out of you this week. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. 11 o'clock on New Day, King 5 TV. Then uh, Tuesday uh, on the 7th, uh, all you folks that listen to my podcast down there in Salem, I'll be down for the Salem Hardy Plant Society giving a talk about hummingbirds. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking uh-huh. forward to that. And uh, 
I, I'm going to come and visit about 8 million gardens on uh, Tuesday because I don't give the talk till the afternoon. So oh. Till the evening. So that's great. Oh, I'm sure there are great gardens I'll bet down there. there's some good ones. I want to go visit Dancing Oak Nursery because I love that nursery. Yes. That's where I got this great rose because you're the rose expert of all times. <laughs> what the heck was it called? So the tag looked like it said Railway Sunrise. So... I wrote about it in the Times or PI, whoever I was writing for at the time. But it it was Radway Sunrise, oh. and I got so many emails, <laughs> I could not find that. But that Radway Sunrise is a beautiful rose. I bet it is. That it's like was... Flight of the Butterfly type. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I'm sure that that was bred by Bill Radway. Oh, and he's, he's so he's he, a famous he, guy. Yeah, he's the one that uh, came out with the whole knockout series. Oh, no wonder. Yeah, yes. which so. uh, those things are the most disease-resistant the, roses. They're, they're good ones. Not much fragrance, most. No of them. fragrance. No, that's no. the problem. But in your book, you list a lot of great new ones that are really disease-resistant and don't. Uh, and have fragrance like you never saw. So. Yes, yes. But back to Dancing Oaks. Yeah. That's where I got, you told me I had to get a hydrangea oh, fragrant yeah. star. Fragrant splash. Fragrant splash. You're right. Oh, is that a cool one? You should see it in my garden right now. It is absolutely spectacular. It's really spread out, and it's got these variegated leaves and these little bitty white dots all over because it's the little flowers that yeah, are budding it's up. it's really unusual. It is spectacular. I love that one. Thank yeah. you for telling me uh, I had to buy it. Uh, it's uh, not very hard to get me to buy uh, it. No, it's not too hard to get you to buy, especially a hydrangea. Oh, la, 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 la. Or rose. All right, now I better keep going here. So, yeah, at third, and then, uh, so then I'll drive home Wednesday morning as early as I can because I got to go get plants like mad. I'll probably go over to Swanson's or Wells Mediner or Malbec's and I'll get a whole bunch of plants because I got to pot up two big pots at El Joya and show people how to do great pots and things. El Joya is a senior oh. living place. So it's really wonderful. So I'm looking forward to seeing all you folks. That's a private talk. So, People listen, and you can't come. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, let's see, next Saturday afternoon, I'm going to be out at Seabrook, and uh, that's on the ocean there. Oh, God, it's a really neat place. I'm thinking about bringing Izzy with me. Are you going on vacation? Or? No, I'm giving a talk. Oh. So I'll be giving a garden talk at their community picnic. Got a million people come. It is so fun. So they put me up at one of those wonderful places there, uh-huh. the, the walking on the beaches to die for. And then I get to give a really fun talk while wow. I'm there. So they, they have almost all native gardens there to keep it hmm. really easy to maintain with the ocean winds and everything. Right, right. But everybody has containers, so I'm going to bring a million cool container plants, and I'm going to give away about uh, six or eight of them. So, well, they so, are lucky. It's going to be a lot of fun, so I can't wait. So uh, let's see if I'm doing anything else I need to talk about here. Oh, hey, so you're leading a tour. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, where, now tell me about that. Oh, well, it's going to be May of next year, 2020, and it's going to be along the southern coast of England. It's a small boat cruise, so it only holds 150 or fewer oh, nice, passengers. Nice, cool. And we're going to make several stops along the southern coast of England and see some of the most world Famous yeah. gardens. Southern coast of England is just loaded with the best. Including your favorite garden in the world, Tresco Abbey. Oh, Tresco Abbey. I love that <laughs> garden. Oh, my God. Too bad you can't take the helicopter anymore because that went out of business. But oh, you, really? But you could fly to, uh, I think it's St. Mary's, and then the boat ride short. Uh, if you take the boat ride the whole way, I'd be throwing up like eight times in the boat <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a cool garden? Oh, my yeah. God. Wait till you see all the exo- aeoniums the size of a hippopotamus. Wow. You know? well, ever <laughs> and since I never you... exaggerate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> ever since you told me about it, I've been dying to go. Oh, you're going to love it. I'm really oh excited God. about it. Well, I hope that fills up. How do people sign up for that? They go to the Bellevue Botanical Garden website because every ticket you buy, there's a big donation that goes right straight to the Bellevue Botanical Garden. Dynamite. We're going to talk about the BBG. Just before we take a break, I want to let people know that I just happened to uh, get together with the travel guy I work with all the time. He told me that there are still uh, or a couple of tickets opened up for my tour to Japan. It goes November 11th through the 24th, 13 nights. And we're going to see all the best gardens in Japan. We're going to uh, see a lot of uh, really famous sites. We're going to wow. stay at one of those famous places where you got to practically lie on the floor to eat, you know. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's going to be really a lot of fun. So if you're at all interested, in, uh, I want those two spots to fill up because I want a totally full tour. Oh. Uh, please check uh, Cisco.com, C-I-S-C-O-E. And if you can get your eyes off my little George, (laughs) click on that. You can find out all about this great tour. All right, we're taking a break. Nita Joe Roundtree is here with me. We'll start taking calls in the second half hour of the show. So right now we got to chat. We'll be right back. 97.3 Cairo FM. This is Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends. Well, Nita Joe, I'm so glad you're here today because one of the big things is uh, there's a couple of really big events coming up uh, for Mother's Day. Yes, at the Bellevue Botanical Garden is that, one of the big events. You guys are going all out for this. This garden offers so many free events to the public, and it's open free 365 days a year. So it's just it's a wonderful gift to the city. So on Mother's Day... We're having kids posy making for mom, a ballroom dancing demonstration, live music, and there's a schedule on our website that you can go to to find out what yeah, group. There's it, quite a bit. You got all these different music groups. You yes, got Yes. We do, and we have um the Copper Kettle Coffee Bar will be open so you can purchase refreshments while you're there and Well, now wait a minute. No beer for mom. <laughs> No, 
<laughs> no beer this time. If they want wine, they have to come to the members only lecture in August that you are giving. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be, and I want you all to drink a lot so you like my stories better. So. I don't think we have to worry about that on either count. <laughs> well, yeah, so there's a lot going on in Mother's Day. Totally free, all this. All free, all kid, day from 10 deals. to 4 p.m. And it's uh, the kids just love this posy making for for mom. So they make uh, uh, posies kind of like a little flower arrangement you put on. Well, or carry. Oh, okay, or yeah. carry. I yeah. see. Okay, I didn't. I wasn't sure what a posy is. Yeah, just little. It's just a little flower arrangement. Oh, nice. And the kids make it, and then they give it to their oh, mother. Oh, cool as can be. Isn't that? That sweet? is really cool. Yeah, and then they're going to have volunteers throughout the garden, docent tours, and. Uh, People standing there, if you want them to take your picture with your oh, mom. Oh, nice. They're standing oh, there. They're ready to nice. snap the picture. And, uh, there is ballroom dancing, did I see? Ballroom dancing. Do you remember that when it was at Arts in the Garden? Oh, yeah, and we did the rum bar or something. Yeah, yes, you went out and they had a flash mob. That's what it was, yeah. Uh, All of a sudden, the, music started, everybody started yeah. dancing. Well, this was from the Ballroom Dancing Company. Ah, They're in okay. Bellevue, and I'm not recalling the name of them, which shame on me. Uh-oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> so you have to come so that you find out who they are. Yeah. And they are really good. It's, oh, they're it's, good. It's really fun Those to guys watch know them. how to swing those hips. Yeah, well, and they don't stand too near one of those people. <laughs> if you get hit by one of those hips, you'll be you'll <laughs> land on the other side of the uh, border. You know. <laughs> so that was fun when they grabbed you and made you dance. Oh, that was them. really fun. I'm such a great dancer. <laughs> well, you are a good dancer. How could you not be? Your parents were in vaudeville. I know, but somehow I got skipped and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if two left feet are good, I'm good. Yeah, and it's also the beginning of National Public Gardens Week. Yeah, I saw that. So not only do we have events on Mother's Day, we have events all week long there. You can come and have a tour with uh, the curator. Alex Wright, which that guy knows the name of every plant. He knows the weeds. He is a horticultural <laughs> encyclopedia. And he came to my garden. He's probably the, one of the only people who knew the name of every plant in the garden. I couldn't believe it. He's amazing. We are so lucky to have him as our curator. He's a neat guy, too. Yeah. And then we also have different days. If you go to the website, and I think you have a link on your I do. website. I do. And I went to the wrong link. i got to find my way back again. <laughs> but it's we're going to have the renovated Native Discovery Garden opening, reopening, and the and Washington. Talk to people learn what native plants are probably. And- right, exactly. This is Tuesday, and from 1 to 3, the Washington Native Plant Society will be there, as well as the East Lake Washington District of Garden Clubs. And so they're going to have a big ribbon cutting on the oh, new nice. that section of the, you that's, know, there are different sections. That's the when they were building that bridge. Oh, Megan yeah. and I were filming there. And uh, at the BBG, and uh, so they had only hardly constructed. It had big holes in it and everything. So I asked one of the workers, can we shoot up there? And he goes, no way. Well, as soon as they all left for lunch, we went up there and uh, shot our show on the bridge. Of course oh, you did. Cool. <laughs> of course you would do that, Cisco. Megan <laughs> fell through a couple of times, but she didn't get hurt. It was only a 40-foot drop. Don't worry about it. 
<laughs> well, I know she's still alive and well, so that's she a good is. thing. <laughs> but they're also, then Wednesday, they have Observe Annual Dahlia Planting in the Dahlia Display Garden. A lot of people don't really know how to plant a dahlia right, so that'll be really good, and dahlias are so great. Oh, oh you just gosh. can't live without them. Oh, I got, a, I got some I got to plant right now. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm crazy about oh what's the one with the red single flower I, uh, oh and a a yellow button yeah. in the middle I don't know the name I of it but I know exactly it. what you're talking all about all of a sudden I'm having a mental blank on it but I love that one and I got one so I'm set to plant it you know Ooh. Oh, yeah that's Have such you a good out one a spot? oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So I don't I didn't want to plant it till warmed up if you yeah. plant them too early they can rot before they ever break the ground. And don't forget to put some slug protection around them. I had them gobble them right up when I went on a trip once, you know. Oh, oh that is... That makes you mad. That makes you really yeah. mad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the list goes on. The best thing is to go to, go to our website. But I will mention, during National Public Gardens Week, Wednesday, May 15th, we have Dan Benarsik from Chanticleer Garden as oh, our yeah. lecture speaker. That's a night lecture on Wednesday night. Yes. That's yes. going to be great. He is so good. He's good. So I'll be at that. Oh, if, good. If I'm in town. <laughs> Where do I be? You better be. I might not be, but I think I am. <laughs> All right. Listen, we're going to take a break. Nita Joe Roundtree is my guest. And uh, hey, we'll start taking your calls. So one triple eight nine seven three Cairo, one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. Right back after this. This is Gardening with Cisco on the all new Cairo Radio Weekends, brought to you by PacificTopsoil.com and Molbax in Woodenville. Ooh la la! Here's Cisco. Penny, we're going to put you on in one second, but I do want to, while we got a chance, just say that there's a big spring plant sale going on in Heronswood, and you and I are both on the steering committee, so, uh, but yes. uh, this is a really good one, and I noticed Dancing Oaks Nursery, who we mentioned before, they're going to be at it, Far Reaches is going to be there. Yes, um, and I have to send them my list of plants that I want them to bring, both of those <laughs> uh, two nurseries. Yeah, because you're going to be there on Saturday. Yes. Volunteering. I, I'm going to be a docent in the garden, oh, and cool. I'm so looking forward to it. I know that garden is absolutely spectacular Oh, it's so right gorgeous. Now. Talks on Saturday by Dan Hinckley, the founder of that garden, Nathan Lamb, the new assistant director. And on Sunday, Marianne Benetti is giving a talk on plants she loved, and uh, mothers get in free. It's, uh. it's free to go and listen to the talks, but you want to go see the garden. you got to fork out 10 bucks. but right. it's free for mamas oh. on uh, Mother's Day. Special for mothers. Yeah. All right, we got some callers on the line. Penny, welcome to the show. You're on with Nita, Joe, and me. Hi. Tremendous. I am so glad you're there this afternoon. Oh, well, thanks. We happen, <laughs> we happen to have a series of boxwoods that were planted too close to the house. So we need to relocate them because no one will underwrite the house with plant matters that close to the siding. Um, these are tall. 
They're very tall. They're probably about four feet tall. And I'm not even certain whether we can relocate these, which is my first desire, or do we just kind of have to throw the towel in and replace them with something short and take the remnants off to, um, you know, Cedar Grove compost or somebody. Well, I'll I'll start by saying member of this plant sale that's happening. (laughs) I... I'm not sure I'd try to transplant a bunch of four-foot-tall old boxwoods. Is it possible for you to just prune the daylights out of them to get them the distance that's required from the house? Well, you know, that's that's a fair option because if coating them off is my other option, I guess I can't really do that much harm cutting them um, closer, you know, um, in... uh, a better shape to be close to the house, but yet clear of the siding. And so I guess I can get out my trimmers and go to work and give it a shot and I, see if I, they survive my haircut. I think that is a brilliant idea. Rather, moving them would be tough. I think it would be next to impossible. They might not make it and all that yeah. work. Well, well boxwoods take... That's a lot of work to not make it. yeah. Boxwoods take pruning very well. I have three different boxwood hedges at my house, and I prune the daylights out of them yearly. How do yours look? Are they in good shape? Are are your plants... Are they uh, mine? Oh, yes, they're very healthy. Oh, you got it made. You can just prune the living tweedle out of them. And remember, if they die after you do that, Nita Joe gave you that (laughs) advice. (laughs) I will be certain to stash that away. All right. Well, <laughs> good luck, and much. let me know sometime how that works out. How it worked out. All righty. Thank you so much. All right, Penny. Bye. Thanks. Fun call. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right. We're Bye. going to Redmond now and talking to David. Hey, David, what you got going Hello, on in Redmond? Well, Cisco, uh, we need help. My wife and I are rhododendron. We need rhododendron guidance uh, to save our roadies from dying. Oh, so what's going on with your roadie? Well, uh, about a year ago, a large rhododendron we transplanted over 20 years ago appeared to be dying. The uh, soil, the conditions are basically the soil is mostly humus with, with soil we added when planting. It's in partial sun. We water it when needed, especially in July and August. And last year it stopped blooming. The leaves uh, had brown spots on the top side. And then there's brown speckled dust and yellow spores on the underside. And they turn yellow, then brown as they wilt, the leaves all wilted, and then they died. And we removed the leaves and cut back the branches. And uh, now the remaining uh, leaves are all turning yellow. And we have 17 rhododendrons total, and all but three of them are showing the same signs now. You might have two things going on. When you look at the bottom of the leaf, so you're seeing those spores, so you got powdery mildew on there. Uh-huh. But are you seeing, like, tar spots on the bottom of any leaves? You mean, like, black little spots? Yeah. So, uh, some of them have that, but not all. Oh, that's that rhododendron bug. Lace bug. Lace bug. Oh, yeah. it's just Yeah, terrible. my rhododendrons have that. You got that? Uh, w- one, one area. I mean, they really, they are profuse, and fortunately, they haven't found their way across the driveway on the other side Given yet. time. But I, yeah, I oh. think yours have found your rhododendrons. It's a horrible bug. Sucks the livid tweedle out of the leaves, 
and it turns them ugly yellow, and then they they look like they're dying. A lot of them fall off. Right. You know, in the old days, that the uh, rhododendron lace bug only had one generation. A new variety of lace bug moved in, and now it has several generations. So to save your roadies, you have to spray. You could use something safe like neem oil. Neem oil should do a fair I, job. I think it would what do a good job. Yeah. Okay. And you have to you have to get under every leaf, and you probably have to do it at least once a month. Yes. Oh or boy. Maybe more Ma- often than maybe that. Maybe more often. It's true. So, uh, how much do you really love these roadies? <laughs> yeah. Well, then I I think you know you could either hire somebody or you can you know go out there and spray. Probably every two weeks, get under every leaf you can. Uh, it's only now I'd only try and protect the new growth. You know, the old stuff has got it. You're not going to get rid of it, but keep spraying the new growth. And uh, if you do it enough, you can get rid of this pest. And what uh, spray with again? You could spray with neem oil. N e e m. It's an organic substance however it will kill your beneficial insects that's right so, so. don't be squirting lady beetles yeah right <laughs> but um that would be a good spray there's probably other things registered but that's good and safe and it does work okay good luck man you're what, what, in for what? a battle but uh you know hey if we want to keep roadies we got to do it so uh oh. i wish you the best and you know what you could do if there's some roadies that you know just aren't living up to expectations anyway. Maybe get rid of those and save the ones that you love the most. That's a great idea. Now, what about those yellow spores? Well, that you might have powdery mildew too, but neem oil gets rid of both. Right. But okay. for neem oil to work, you got to spray uh, right when you see the the leaf gets the new leaf gets halfway out, and then one more time when it's all the way out. But then if you keep repeating those sprays, you'll get rid of that. Okay. All right. Will they plant? Will they die if we don't do those uh, They'll turn ugly as to be. My roadies have had it for a while, and they keep on living. They just look terrible. Yeah. I don't think they'll die, but they're not going to be pretty, and they don't bloom as well. Not making much food. So, all right. Well, listen, I wish you you the best, David. I wish we had better news for you, buddy. Okay, bye. All right, we'll be right back after this. 97.3 Cairo FM. You're listening to Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends. Okay, we're in the last section of the show. We're going to Spanaway. And Lori, what's going on in Spanaway today? I have... Some maple trees that need birth control or something. Ah, Every ah, year ah. I have 10 million maple trees trying to grow up. They even are growing up in the places I replace with gravel. Oh, my yep. gosh. I've yep. seen that happen. It happened at Seattle. You with Norway maples. It's big leaf maples. Oh, those are the worst. They, but Norway are right behind them. I oh, my God. I have been pulling up. Big leaf maple seedlings like mad. So if you discover a birth control, please let me know. (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't think you're going to discover a birth control. But, you know, if you mulched kind of heavy between your plants with wood chips from the arborist, that will stop a lot of them because they can't find their... 
they'll germinate on top of the wood chips. <clears throat> and then they're, the chance of their little seedlings, their little roots getting into the soil is pretty slim, as long as you got like two or three inches of wood chips. But if you have bare ground out there, oh, that's like, that is a nursery for maples and alders and... Yes, I have a whole forest. <laughs> uh, so what, do you know what kind, are the leaves really big on the on this kind of maple, Lori? Uh, yeah, they're pretty good size. And yeah, I, we first have to go through getting uh, pollen all over everything with them. Yeah. And then, then the tree leaves fall, and then we get these... <laughs> Maple leaves thing fall, and I was trying to prevent it. I put the lava rock around places, and why'd you buy that place? (laughs) Why'd you buy Uh, that house? Thirty years ago. (laughs) Oh yeah, you know, there's there's nothing that I know of that'll stop any kind of maple from producing those, uh, you know, those seeds, and. you know, so about the only chance you got is to do thick mulching, in my opinion, unless you could think of something neater, Joe. If I could, I would do it. <laughs> um, but the good news is that they are such a wildlife habitat. They are. And you're really doing a good thing for the wildlife by having that. Tree. Yeah, you don't want to cut it down. No. You know, that would be, a, it wouldn't be a good idea, and you know, and. I, I but I think you know pulling them out when you see them they if you get them early they pull right out they are easy to pull out when they're really first emerging you know they came up even in the lawn at Seattle oh they're, they're in my lawn oh my but gosh in my lawn <laughs> I'm thinking if you keep mowing them down though they won't live you're they? right that'll yeah. kill them if you mow every at least every other week that should kill them. Because they're a woody plant. They can't survive being mowed, mowed, mowed. Right. So at least that's one good thing. Yeah, that'll totally get rid of them in your lawn. So that's how we got rid of them at Seattle U. But but in the beds, it was quite a headache for us, too. And then we started mulching heavier, and it really limited the amount of those big leaf maples. Or in our case there, it was a red Norway maple that just kept coming up, coming up, coming up. So, you know, getting the... Getting wood chips from the arborist isn't as easy as it used to be. Now everybody wants them. Oh. So you got to, if you see somebody doing wood chips, working on the uh-huh. side of the road or something, pull right over, go talk to the person, say, would you drop those in my driveway? But don't let what happened to one of the cars at a show happen to you. She had, she told the guy, yeah, stick them in my driveway and everything. And her husband, uh-huh. she was off shopping, and her husband had a business meeting in two hours. He comes out to get in his car. There's about a 20-yard pile of wood chips in the middle of the driveway. <laughs> He's like, where the heck did this come from? <laughs> so, so tell my wife five yards over chip. to the side, you know. <laughs> so it needs the fresh wood chips, like well, asphalt and stuff grind up. Oh, any wood chips? Yeah, the, the fresher the better, I think. But we had thirty pile, thirty yard piles of it at Seattle U, and oh, we go wow. through it every year. Do you believe that? Oh, that's a lot so, of spreading. Yep, yeah. and uh, you know, you <laughs> yeah. don't, you can't mix those wood chips into the soil when you're gardening. They don't make any difference if they're on the soil surface. They won't change pH, lower your okay. fertilization. But if you plant a new plant, you got to get those wood chips all the way out of the way. But they break down to the best topsoil you ever saw. Okay. Oh. 
So you'll be okay. happy. If- well, yeah, if I can just control them a little bit. I'm even thinking of putting artificial grass on my heel so I can blow them off. Oh, don't do that. It'd be so tacky. <laughs> It may be tacky, but that hill I keep slipping down, and I'm going to get hurt. So. Oh, well, I, you know. Uh, that I, artificial grass is gorgeous. Oh, I hate that you stuff. You cannot tell the difference. The only, way oh, you la, can, la. the only way you can tell it's artificial is it looks too good. Ah, <laughs> tacky. It is not. I'd but rather it, have a sea of, uh, it is, of it maple is, trees it up is there. so expensive. Is I that, mean, it costs a fortune. Maybe it'd be cheaper for you to hire someone to come and pull those uh, maples out. Well, that's a thought. Yeah, <laughs> Lori, we have to run, but uh, someday okay. tell me if you put in the the, the fake uh, turf and you'll find out how tacky it really ends up looking. All right, everybody. <laughs> okay, thank you, Lori. Thank you so much for your call. Okay, we only have a few more minutes, so lots going on at BBG. Yes. Uh, I'll be at the Heron's Wood Spring Plant Sale, volunteering on May 11th, Saturday, All May right. 11th. I'll be at the BBG on Mother's Day, May 12th. Great. And hey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's thank you, always Cisco. so fun having you on. Nita Joe Roundtree, check out her book on roses. It's one of the best books I've got in my bookshelf. So, <laughs> hey, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you, Brian and Rob. And hey, everybody, we'll see you next week. Go to some event on Mother's Day. Bye-bye.